morning. It is Monday, 8.06 Eastern Standard Time in the morning. Oh, it is, I said it is morning. I guess I said good morning. Um, hope you all are well. The sun is out, although they are saying hail later. But um, we finally, I think, are in spring, which is amazing. Uh, it's amazing how it changes your just attitude and feeling and how the sun affects you so hope you all are enjoying it for those of you on the east coast or wherever you are um thank you for those who continually share and continually leave reviews it's so helpful the reviews especially are very helpful whether it's a, a five star a three star a once whatever it is it's helpful for me because it tells me if i'm doing what is what i am set out have set out to do or if i'm not doing the job that i would like to do for you so those are always very helpful and also helpful for those who are looking for podcasts um, to help their children or help themselves and um, it's all good so let's jump right in there's a there's two shows that I watch on TV still uh, to me and I'm, I feel like TV is such a waste of time and energy I feel like there's very few things on TV that have any merit and um, and that's just me I mean look if you take TV is your thing and you use it for your downtime or whatever it is great but you know to me I think that the news is is 98% worthless um, most people would feel better if they didn't watch the news at all which is I, I always recommend is get your headlines but then move on and um, the rest of TV is just mind-numbing nonsense. There's so much other things you can do to be productive. But anyway, two things that I watch because it's at night when my wife gets home, we kind of like, it's our thing to kind of sit down and dumb down to as, you know, we're ready to go to sleep is The Golden Girls and Seinfeld. And uh, just classic, like from when we grew up, I mean, like episodes you can watch over and over again. But there's a, there's a classic episode of, on Seinfeld, and I, I don't really know the exact name of it, but it's where George is getting broken up with um, from his girlfriend, and she says to him, it's not you, it's me, and he says to her, you're pulling the it's not you, it's me on me, like, I invented that, like, you can't, you can't do that to me, but basically using that, you know, there's that classic excuse when things don't go the way you want it, you want out, you say, no, it's really not, this isn't you, it's, it's just, this is me, I have stuff going on and I, I can't deal, whatever it is. But I want to kind of use that as a, as a segue into the podcast today of it's not you, it's me being, is it, it's not really the child that's the issue, it's usually the parent. So you can't blame a child who's been modeled a certain way. You know, they didn't, they weren't born a certain way. They learned behaviors. And the saying it's not you, it's me is, is very, you know, correct in this situation. The child just took what it got from its environment and that's how they became. That's how they behaved. Um, that's how they are. And that's, you know, due to all the things that they picked up physically, chemically, and emotionally. So... The big idea I want you to kind of get from this is really, is it you that needs to be worked on now and first? 
we've spoken about this in multiple different podcasts about how you're the model, right? Your child is born as a blank slate. Whatever they absorb from their environment is how they become. So if you want them to become a certain way, you have to give them the tools to do that. You can teach them verbally, but most of it they're going to pick up from cues, from their environments. The people that they're surrounded by most um, is what they're going to pick up. But most of us don't think about the facts that, you know, although we have very good intentions and try to teach our kids the best, that because we ourselves are damaged or are not the best that we can be, we're doing a grave injustice to our kids because that's the subconscious stuff they're picking up. They're picking up the stuff that they see from us that we don't think they see, the pain and the anxiety and the depression and the way we deal with situations and road rage and all that stuff and how we deal with our relationships with people and speak to people. This is all stuff that they pick up and absorb. They're, they're like sponges. You, you, there's nothing that gets by them. You know, and you, I'm sure you've been in that situation where these, they've repeated something that you had no clue they even heard or picked up, but they honestly absorb everything. So you have to be so careful about what you say, do, and how you are around them because that's what their cues are. And that's, and then when they do things, if you, if you sit there and say, gosh, like, why are they like this? But then look at it and say, wait a minute, where did they get this from? They had to have learned this from somewhere. I made the example a few podcasts ago about the, the parents that come to the lacrosse games that are the screamers. We call them the screamers. I mean, we don't call them screamers, but the screamers, but we like internally refer them to is refer to them as the screamers because they are yellers. I mean, these kids are young. These kids are, you know, eight years old and they yell the whole game, yell at the kids, yell at the kids, yell at the kids, yell at the refs. I mean, the whole thing. And then when it came time after a game for one of the kids, uh, whose birthday it was at some point, she wanted to share some treat with the, um, team when it came time for that. And the mom started to give them out before she was ready. The kids screamed at her mom, like screamed at her. And the mom apologized. And, you know, I sat there and I was like, like, this isn't mind blowing. Like, I'm not shocked that this is how this little girl is to scream at her mother at eight years old about giving out snacks before she was ready. You know, so you gotta look back at yourself. You gotta start, and that's what I wanna kinda focus on for the rest of this podcast is. You know, we talk about all the things of how to improve our kids, all the things we can do to help fix them or reverse stuff or even just grow them to be optimal adults. But it's the same principles that we use, that we can use for ourselves and should use for ourselves because, you know, in essence, these are the basic principles that help us be optimal human beings. And they come down to a few things and they're very simple. It's diet, exercise, sleep, attitude and then there are a few minors fixed you know in there but those are the four majors of how to make yourself physically chemically and emotionally optimal i always focus on diet a lot because i think diet is so like 
I think it's so fixable, I guess, because you're in total control of what you put in your mouth. Um, you, you don't have to. You know, nobody's forcing you to eat certain things. You go buy, shop, you shop, you go to restaurants, you do whatever, and you decide what goes in your mouth. And if you don't take control of those things, you, you know, you pay the price. It's like um, if you if, if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, which I, I've also mentioned before, is a phenomenal guy and has such great insight into our behavior. Um, you know, he says like, if you want to get healthier, like go to the gym and eat better. Like, you know, treadmills and celery suck, and chocolate and Netflix is better. Right? I mean, and that's the mentality. Like, there are not, I mean, you know, most people are not going to say, no, I, I didn't, you know, I'd much rather have celery over chocolate. Like, the majority of people are not going to say that because, you know, one is a bit different than the other. And even, you know, people like me and other people too who like to work out and eat well, like, we have our other stuff. But for the most part, you know, we're doing treadmills and celery. Do we like it all the time? No, I'd much rather have something else, but we do it for the most part because that's the best thing for us and that's how we want our bodies to be and that's how we want to live. Um, that's just our choice, but it's a choice you make to eat celery and not eat chocolate, right? And besides that, it's the quality of the food you're eating. You know, are you eating organic? Are you eating stuff that you're growing yourself? Do you know where your food comes from? There's so much stuff in our food system that you can't see, smell, or taste, but it's in there and it causes havoc on your body. I, I, I'm still, you know, it boggles my mind sometimes still that there's almost a, an, an, an apathy towards what's in your food. Like it's more about the taste than it is about what's in it. And I always thought, like, if you got something, you know, like, if you got a food and it said, um, if there was, uh, let's say, like, chemicals or other things were colored specifically, like, let's say carcinogens were colored neon green, and when you got your food, you saw neon green in your food, and you know knew those were carcinogens and those things caused cancer, I, I think there's a bunch of you who probably would think twice about eating it, but it's not like that. This stuff is all invisible to us, but it's there. And we have to be diligent about making sure that we're eating food that has the least amount of this, if at all, in it. Because it affects our bodies. It affects our aging process. It affects our brains. It affects our behavior. Like, adults have ADHD. Adults have inabilities to deal with situations. Short fuses, we call them, right? of this is because our building blocks suck you know we're giving ourselves poor quality food and that's the cells that we're rebuilding our body's constantly rebuilding constantly constantly rebuilding and amazingly after such a long streak i have gone the wrong way i i am it's a mind blown all right Give me a second. I'll be right back.
Okay, okay, I'm back. I, I, I don't get it. I really, I, I, it's like I, it's amazing the inability to do two major brain functions at once, I guess. But at least I'm, you know, I always make it safe, which is good, knock on wood. But uh, I'm like, I'm like, what, three miles from my house? And I, I, I missed the turn. Uh, all right, anyway, so diet, back to diet. You have to be diligent about what you're eating. You just have to be. It affects so many things. And you'd notice if you did change your diet, what an impact it would have on how you feel immediately. You know, like one of the guys, actually one of the doctors that I've worked with before said, you know, he didn't feel well and stuff and he wanted to make a change. So he decided that he was going to, uh, you know, completely revamp his diet and do everything else. And he had been, I mean, years, years smoking, eating poorly, drinking, just, just not good. And when he decided to change his diet, his body purged. So immediately he didn't feel well. And, you know, I said to him, I said, listen, this is just a product of toxicity. This is years of years of stuff now you've stopped putting in and your body wants to get rid of so you may not feel good for a couple days to a week i mean he was getting sweats and headaches and, and it's true you know like the more you do but that's the great thing about our bodies though is your body as soon as you stop putting it in it wants to get it out so it's but you know but if you get to that point like that's not fun either like change now don't get to that point where your body just wants to purge all this crap out and it takes a little bit for you to start to feel better. Um, it's just a major thing. So that's your diet. Exercise, I, I don't know how much I need to go into this, but you know, motion is life. You have to move. You can't say, well, I have an active job. It doesn't work that way. You gotta strengthen your tissues, strengthen your muscles. The way to strengthen your bone is to strengthen your muscles. It's not drink more milk. Yeah, you need to. It doesn't mean you have to go to the gym. It means you have to take an active part in something and do it every day or a majority of the week. And it could be anything you want. I mean, you could be going for a good 40-minute walk, brisk walk. That's great. You could be doing yoga. You could be lifting weights. You could be going, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But you have to do it. Majority of us are sitting most of the day. Majority of you are sitting at work, going home, and sitting again. You know, they say like sitting at work was the new cigarettes. Like, it's so true because your body becomes stagnant. And on top of that, not drinking enough water, being dehydrated. I mean, you become like stone. You become like the tin man. So you have to move. Find something that you like and use it every day. I don't care if you have your own little dance party every day in your bedroom. Do what you like. Find it and do it. Sleep. The majority of people are not getting enough sleep. Now I've heard like, well, I can't sleep and I have trouble sleeping and I think it's all tied together. I think once you start to improve things like diet and exercise that your sleep will come along too. And and I'm telling you this, I'm telling you as a person who sleeps well, um, and, I, and again, I... When I say these things, it's because I do them. Like I don't tell you these things and not do them myself, but I tell you these things because I do them and I know they work. 
I happen to sleep really well. I, it's like a joke. Like I, I have this plan where, you know, before I get into bed, I set my alarm, I pull the covers back, jump in, pull the covers over, and I have 15 seconds to do a prayer in my head before I'm out. And I'm out. I'm out for the night. That's me. I sleep like a rock, but it's because I I feel I do the other things. I eat well, I exercise, I go to bed, you know, in a good mood. I, I think it's all intertwined. And people that don't sleep and don't get a good night's rest uh, can't sleep well. You know, it's your body can't get into that mode when it's not functioning well. You got to do all this other stuff. And I truly believe that most people would sleep better if they improved the other things like diet and exercise. I also think that you know, most of us spend way too much time up when we shouldn't be, meaning watching things like Netflix. That was me just taking a drink, don't worry. Um, staying up to all hours of the night watching nonsense. And I get it again, you know, because I do it for about an hour and a half or so, two hours sometimes. At the end of the night, that's how we dumb down. But there are many of you who spend hours, hours, and I don't mean just at night watching Netflix, but on the phone and an iPad and watching other things, which, you know, there are ways to, there are ways to lose yourself um, and break out of your, your routine, your day, maybe the things that you just don't want to be in. But it's just so much nonsense. Like, and it's such a waste of, it's such a waste of your time. And especially when it's at night, if you're sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to watch one more, one more series, whatever. And then you go to sleep and you wake up and you're exhausted and you need four cups of coffee to get going. Like that's not part of the plan. So start looking at today. Start looking at where you can get more sleep. Like if you can do it, get it. Shut that TV off earlier. Start, you know, like if you don't want a cold turkey, fine. Start doing it little by little, half hour at a time. Start shutting down earlier. Your body has to be able to break down at night. It has to be able to break down. And when you sleep is when your body has a chance to heal. Lack of sleep over time makes your body not completely ever heal. And that leads to more and more breakdown until you eventually get something called a disease. And a disease is dis-ease of the body. Your body's unable to contain its homeostasis and function at a normal level because you haven't given it a chance to break down from the daily stress that you've gone through every day. So sleep is, is way, way too underrated. Like, you know, we, I think we sleep or we should sleep like a third of our lives, but that's part of the life cycle. You know, like it's not a waste. If you're productive during the other part, then it's not a waste. So think about your sleep. And the last major part to me is attitude. I mean, you know, this goes from physical well-being to mental well-being. It's how we look at our life. The fact that you're listening to this podcast on a device right now makes you ahead of millions and millions and millions of people in the world. And, you know, the perspective, if you look at it and you think about it, 
Just think about like when you've seen on TV, I was going to say Save the Children with Sally Struthers, but God, that's dating me because that's definitely not on anymore. There's other things on like that, but when you see things on TV about these people in third world nations and how they live every day and how people are, and then, you know, we complain when our phone's not working or that our Starbucks order wasn't right. Perspective. You are so much better and so much better, well, well off than so many more people in the world. But you have to think about it in terms of, you know, like, what am I, what have I been given? What am I grateful for? Like the fact that you can listen, the fact that you have hearing, not everybody has hearing. Some people are deaf. The fact that you can see, not everybody can see. The fact that you can breathe on your own. The fact that you're alive, that you woke up this morning, that everybody you cared about was good. Not everybody can say that. And again, the fact that you can listen to a podcast on your phone or your iPad, that's a pretty big deal. And as soon as you start to become grateful and thankful for the things that you have, you'll see a major shift happen. You know, that's, that's the, I, I always thought, you know, like, well, maybe we all should be given a trip somewhere to like Haiti to actually see what, where we could be. I mean, there are people like you and I, human beings living in conditions that are just, you couldn't imagine. And yet this has been, this is their lot. This is what they've been given. So. We have to take a little more perspective about life and about where we are and things that we are grateful for. Now listen, not everything is, you know, going the way you want. You want. I, I get it. Not everything, you know, you you certainly could be, you know, very unhappy inside because of many things. And it could be, you know, an emotional, it could be from relationships, it could be from a ton, a ton of different things. I, I get it. I am not perfect. I tend to try to stick to that, look at everything from the positive, but there are things that go on in my life too, which I, I, I wish wouldn't, but it's a general, it's that general shift. If you looked at things and st- were able to step back and just take a look outside your body at what's going on and say to yourself, you know, like this isn't as bad as I think it is, or I need, I can change this instead of sitting there saying, oh my God, like this is terrible. Like, why is my life this way? You'd be amazed. It's like stubbing your toe, right? I mean, when you stub your toe, it's going to be painful. No doubt. It's going to be painful. Uh, it's, it's not like you can will that away. It's going to be painful. But if you let that ruin your day, that's a choice. If you say, all right, I stub my toe, my toe really hurts, but I'm going to go about my day and be thankful and grateful for everything else. Like it sucks that you stubbed your toe, but the rest of your day is going to be great. And it may still remind you all day long that you stubbed your toe, but put it into perspective. You know, you stubbed your toe. You have a toe to stub. How about that? Not everybody has a foot. You know, so again, that's just a way of looking at life and a way of being mentally um, healthy. And by doing those things, doing all of these things as a whole, it it sets you up to be just a well-rounded, good human being. And these are the things that if you're not doing right now, you need to do. You 
need to work on yourself. Your kids are modeling the things that you're doing and not doing. So I'll ask you as I, you know, kind of come to an end here is, you know, try to take stock in the things that I've given you and sit there and be honest with yourself. You know, really, really, really be honest with yourself. Say, am I the best person that I can be? And am I modeling what I want for my kids? And if you are, great. If you're not, you know, now now is the time. Like, there is no better time than now. Make the change. Your kids will notice. And they will change accordingly. They won't, even if they've learned behaviors before, if they change, they will, you change, if they will absorb the change that you've made. Now, it may not be instantaneous because if they've learned patterns that need to be broken, then they need to be broken over time. But if you don't reinforce those patterns anymore, then they will establish new patterns. And those patterns will be what you've created. So, you know, look, it's parenting is a tough job. It is. You have a life or two or five to be responsible for. Um, that before you had them, it was just you. And it's a lot. It's a lot of work to create a good human being. And if you're, you weren't created, well, I might as well yawn because I got lost. So now I've broken the complete streak. Hold on. Need a little sip of coffee here. Hold on a second. Um, if you didn't have good models growing up and you've become the adult that you've become and you can sit there and say, this is really not how I want to be, then you've won. Because you have recognized that there are patterns that you do that should be changed and need to be changed. And and, and not just for you. I mean, this is about you, but it's, it's because you have kids. You know, like if you don't have kids, obviously you should always want to change for the better and recognize bad patterns. But knowing that you're affecting another life should be, you know, like a little bit of a kick in the butt to say, okay, you know, I do recognize like things are not the way I want them to be. And I do recognize that my children are becoming the way that I don't want myself to be. So I need to change. So sit back and think about it today if you have a chance. I mean, sometimes it's good to write things down. Like if you are introspective and you say like, these are the things I want to change and write them down. And some people it's good if you write them in a journal. Sometimes it's good for put post-it notes up on your bathroom mirror, whatever it is. So you can see it so you know that these are the things that you need to change and work on. But I guarantee you that changing the things within yourself will make the changes that you want in your kids. All the things you get frustrated that your kids may be doing will go away without you having to do anything. It's it's really it's really that simple. So let me know. I'm, I'm curious as to the things that you guys want to change. I'm curious as to what you're writing down and what's the things you're going to work on. Email me at drj1k at gmail.com. It's D-R-J-A-Y. The number one, the letter K at gmail.com. Uh, text me 631-617-4375. would love to know. And would love to, you know, talk about it on future podcasts because, you know, listen, usually if it's something that's 
bothering you about things that you're doing, there's probably thousands of people out there doing the same thing. And the more we speak about it, the more we realize that we're not alone, that there are, these are common things that people go through, especially parents, um, the easier it is. So let me know and let's discuss. All right, folks. So the sunny day that I thought we were going to end up with looks like it is starting to change here and, uh, it's going to be one of those, one of those days. So enjoy it while you can. I will be back again with a new podcast soon. Jace the doctor. I'm out. Thank you.